Welcome to Been There, Watch That. We're back again. Your favorite movie and TV reviewers. I'm Justin, here with Joe and Dave. Uh, check out beentherewatchthat.com. Joe maintains that website. Gets all our ratings up there. Our rating system is a little nod to our local theater with a mop bucket being the largest possible popcorn you can get at that theater. And that's our highest rating. That goes all the way down to burnt popcorn for uh, stinkers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at BT. WT Pod. Uh, reach out with any sort of recommendations and uh, we'll check out your guys' favorite movies and review them. Yeah, burnt popcorn, Joe. <laughs> this week is uh, Joe's pick. Last week was Dave with Reservoir Dogs, a bit of a whodunit, and we're keeping with that same theme. Clue from 1985. Yeah, so, so this week's pick comes from a, a viewer slash listener to the podcast, Bobby Nicholas. So shout out to Bobby for this, and thanks for sending us, sending us the list of reviews. So actually, today, today's pick was my turn, but I took it off of Bobby's list. So this week we watched Clue, the 1985 mystery classic. Yeah, I, I struggle with the classic. It, it's a it's became a cult hit. Yes, it has become that, and you know. The board game, I would say, resonates with everybody. Everybody at some point, I'm sure, has played Clue. Maybe yes. not this younger generation, but, uh, you know, back in my day, Clue was a big board game. It's a fun board game. How long would it take when you sat down to finish a game of Clue? Uh, not terribly long. Uh, maybe I've only played once, but I don't remember. Yeah, no, it's not like Monopoly long right. or anything. It's, you know, fairly quick, maybe a half hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of fun because it changes. So, and how does it start? You write down something, or somebody writes a copy, or do you roll dice or something to I figure think out who e- the murderer is? Each person's given like three cards in an envelope. Mm. Yeah, I remember the little envelope now. Or no, you put three cards in an envelope, and then somehow. Yeah, that's the the person, the place, and the item and used. The weapon, yeah. So they those go in your envelope that you sit, and then you have to work through the clues to figure out what's missing. And then that tells you who and Yeah, as you what, play where. the game, you can, like, move your person to each room to kind of get clues. I think. Does that seem right? Yeah, I think so. It's been so long since I've played. Uh, I haven't played it forever either. Now, there is one version that I want to get my hands on, but I just will not pay 40 or 50 bucks for a board game. It's the office version of Clue. Oh, gosh. Yes. Was it Dwight in the copy room? <laughs> <laughs> Pam in the outback somewhere. Yeah, it's Pam in the warehouse. The warehouse, yeah. With the white stapler. <laughs> the jello stapler. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I see. Yeah, with this one, Joe, you threw it out there that when this was this the like the version you're watching at home is different than what was originally released in theaters, uh different endings at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's really neat. So at the end of the movie, there's basically three endings to the movie, and they show you all three when you watch now. Yeah. But when the movie was originally released, each movie theater got one set of film that had one of the endings, and they would actually advertise, okay, this theater's showing ending A, this theater's showing ending B, and this theater's showing ending C. So you had to actually go to the different theaters to see the different endings but the same plot same movie movie line but except for the ending, last five yeah. minutes or so in the version it. i watched it it showed you all three endings and then it ended with and this is what really happened yeah so so then you're still up in the air 
mm-hmm. on which ending basically now, you pick your own ending on that I one. saw where it was originally a flop it was like had like a 15 million dollar budget and only grossed about 3 million right but they had some people you know vying for the roles yeah. I guess they thought it would be a decent movie yeah the the cast on it actually it was a pretty good sized cast as far as a who's who in Hollywood yeah yeah it wasn't bad Go if you don't care Joe run down the list for us okay well you want me to give the quick synopsis you first? betcha okay Heck so. yeah, I, don't, I don't even know why we started to skip that <laughs> I, bl- I blame Justin <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bl- blame the adult in the room yeah <laughs> yeah somebody's got to keep us on track and yeah. you know right now he's failing miserably so Clue which was originally released in 1985 is a movie about six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up. So the cast is, some of the cast members are Tim Curry, who played Wadsworth. He's been in Rocky Horror Picture Show, Hunt for Red October, and the first movie I remember him seeing him in was Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yep. I remember him in Hunt for Red October. He did a really good job. Then next up is Madeline Kahn. She played Mrs. White. And she was in Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles, both Mel Brooks classics. Christopher Lloyd was Professor Plum. Of course, everybody knows him from Back to the Future. Also in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the Addams Family movies. Michael McKean was Mr. Green. He's featured in Better Call Saul. Martin Maul was Colonel Mustard. He, uh, everybody knows him from Roseanne, and I actually forgot about this one. He was in Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Colleen Camp was Yvette. She was in Die Hard with a Vengeance and Wayne's World. Bill Henderson played the cop. He's been in Maverick and City Slickers. Jane Weedland, the singing telegram girl, she's been in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Kelly Nakahara was the cook, and she was in MASH. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I, for one, forgot about the secret passages, and that was the most entertaining part for me, I think, is when they started introducing the secret passages. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was in the board game, and I forgot all about it. All, all about the secret passages in the board game. Right. Yeah, the, the whole play takes place in kind of a big, huge, creepy yeah, mansion. mansion yeah, mansion, With some secret, you push on something and uh, opens up. Yeah, like and that's, I just, uh, you know, the mansion itself kind of did remind me of the board game because it had the same, you know, the parlor, the kitchen, the, you know, the sitting room, the pool room, you know, all that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, board game. Yeah, got it. And then the first time they used the secret passage, which was a ways into the movie, I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> the secret passages. That's how you move around the board game. I forgot all about it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to picture a board game like Clue because it's such a hard game to, to put to put yeah. the concept in your mind of going, okay, they could actually make a movie of that. Yeah. But they actually did make a movie about Clue. Yeah, I mean, to take that concept, and it, I think I saw in some of the fun facts, they had like three different writers that worked on it, and they finally got it finished. I mean, in my head, I can see that, because how do you look at a board game? Even though this one I feel like is pretty easy to get there for the most part, like easier than like Monopoly. Yeah. 
you know, this board game kind of lends into, yeah, you could do this. It's a possibility. I still think it's hard because there's so many choices in Clue and you kind of work through that. And, and But essentially, I mean, there are murder mysteries that are books. There's murder mysteries that are movies. So it's not that far of a stretch. Right. Just the concept of having the specific weapons. Every person had access to a weapon. And then having the specific rooms that match the board game and then having a plot that kind of kept you guessing right. is not new. But, you know, so it just had to be a little creative in the writing. But. Yeah, when it comes to video games and board games, for some reason those, that genre of entertainment are the hardest ones to either A, make a movie of, or B, make a movie of that's worth watching. Yeah, like the Super Mario movie comes to mind. That was a pretty... Big stinker, I guess. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, you. Once yeah, you put it, people in real life trying to. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Sometimes. Yeah, I remember it because you know Justin, you and I grew up on playing Super Mario. So, mm-hmm. so you remember, you know, here's this plumber in, in the red jumpsuit and a hat and all that, and then you see the movie and it's just like, what is this garbage? <laughs> yep. So then, so you had that, and and they're like. Battleship, and there's, there's all kinds of these movies that go towards video games and board games. That there was a Battleship movie, wasn't there? Yes. Did uh, you ever see that one? No, I have not seen that one. Hmm. But for some reason, when it when it involves video games or board games, I kind of steer clear of it because they uh-huh. kind of have this stench of, like, you're just going to ruin a good thing. Yeah. Now, granted, I take Always back, a risk. Uh, I think Mortal Kombat has been the only video game to movie dubbed that actually did well mm-hmm. but yeah that's the first thing I thought of Justin when was was Super Mario as well I was like yeah that one big flop big flop although mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's weird how movies like that have picked up popularity over the years well you know Hollywood's running out of stuff to do yeah so right now they're remaking everything yeah I which saw, I think is horrible yeah, I saw where Amazon Prime is doing Coming to America 2 yeah. with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio uh, That's Hall. funny you brought that up. I, <laughs> I watched like 20 minutes of it this morning just for kicks. Oh, boy. Okay, so I haven't even watched the first one, but I mean... It said number one movie in America on the Amazon Prime banner. I was like, no way. I, really? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, everybody's bored. <laughs> there's still people in the first one's not bad it's kind of you know it's not a spoof but it's one of those movies that's kind of like a b-rated movie it's not bad you can watch it but so it looks like overall this movie almost broke even there was a little under it like 15 million to make and yeah. at the end of the day made 14 million yeah 15 million dollars yeah, and it surprised when I saw those numbers. It surprised me that opening weekend only did a little over two million dollars because I thought that maybe advertising alternate endings would draw people out to the theaters. Of okay, I saw part A, now I need to go see part B and part C, and but apparently that didn't work. Uh, it'd be hard to sit through, you know, ninety minutes of movie for a two-minute ending. Right. Yeah, but look at George Lucas films. He'll add 30 seconds of Star Wars and pack a theater. Now he does. Yeah. Back then, probably not. 
it's changed a little. But I, now one of the details I did like the uh, you know like I say the actual stuff matched the weapons, the rooms, the shortcuts. Um, one of the neat things I thought was the cars that the players arrived in were the same color as their name. Yeah, I did not pick up on that. Yep. So, uh, you know, Plum's car was plum colored. You know, black was black. Red for scarlet. So pretty neat. Little little details they snuck in there. So, you know, was there anything, anything that stood out to you guys character wise? Well, there, yeah, quite a <coughs> a variety of characters. They're all very distinctive. Yeah. And, you know, it all starts out with they're kind of. Picking at each other a little bit, trying to determine what what's their backstory, what's their deal. What, yeah, what everybody's being pretty secretive. What then, caused them to be there? Right. Um, favorite character for me? I kind of, I don't know. I kind of liked uh, the gay character. What was his? Oh, Mr. Green, I think. Yeah, Michael McKean. Yeah, which we find out. At quotes, the, yeah, yeah that we find out the yeah. end. He, uh, he was married and. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he had some funny stuff. Um, what about you guys? Any favorite character from this? I, I like Wadsworth. He was he kept me entertained. I think yeah, I think they hit him. He was a home run. I kept waiting for um, which I mean it's a movie, but uh, the lady in the green dress. I can't remember her name. Dressed real fancy, not Miss Peacock, but the other one. Yeah, Mrs. Green. Yeah, Miss Green. I kept waiting for her boobs to fall out. <laughs> They had her running all over the place, and she's in this strapless dress deal. And I was just like, really? They're going to play the sex appeal on that? They went big with the cleavage in this. Yeah. yeah and there's a lot of cleavage. Yeah. Okay. Now, Yvette the maid, did you guys catch all the guys just kept staring at her? If she would Oh, yeah, by? yeah. Now, that's why I say <laughs> the maid was kind of like the bombshell dropped in that everybody looked at. Yeah. And kind of had like the, ooh, the maid in the sexy dress. But then you had Mrs. Green, who her boobs are about to fall out as she ran back and forth everywhere. And I was like... This movie's got several, um, like, spoof things going on here. Yeah. You know, Wadsworth, the butler, who took control of the situation across the board. It's not really what a butler does. You know, and then Sex Appeal of the Maid, and then, you know, the uh, the whole irony across the board with all the characters, you know. Yeah, Professor was- Plum has an affair, so that's why, you know, he's there. Yeah, really? That's... Anyway, so they didn't get super deep into why they were all being blackmailed. or. It was a kind of funny part where at one point, you know, this person's been murdered and they're all, like, trying to figure it out. And they decide they're going to get into groups of two and, like, go searching through this huge yeah. scary mansion. And uh, Yvette, the maid, the bombshell type that you were talking about, all the guys <laughs> volunteer to be, like, we'll yeah. go with her. We'll be her partner for this. Yeah. Yeah, so, inter- I don't know, just kind of slapstick comedy thrown yeah. in with a well, we said before mystery. The record, pretty silly overall. Yeah. It's a silly movie. Yeah, the the dog poop scene at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that pretty much kind of summed up the, the humor. Where is going to set the tone? Yeah. Which I, I didn't understand at all. He <laughs> steps in dog poop. You know, he's a butler. So he scrapes his shoe off, and then he walks inside and tracks it everywhere that people notice. Yeah. <laughs> um, that gave it away right away. He was not a butler. Yeah. Because he didn't have to clean up. I was like, yeah, that dude's not the butler. Good okay. try, though. So so we talked about this before the show, and I pretty much summarized this movie up on 
a Mel Brooks film that you ordered on Wish.com. Yes. <laughs> that That is highly accurate. A little bit of a knockoff. Hey. Yeah. So if Mr. Brooks himself ever listens to this or if anyone on his team listens to this, here is a perfect opportunity to sprinkle some Mel Brooks magic. And, and this was actually one movie I would actually like to see them redo, but have Mel Brooks in charge of it and just knock this one out of the park. Yeah. I, I see some potential in this movie. Did anybody think, uh, remember Mr. Body, the guy dressed in all black and he's kind of like the the bad guy, per se. he's blackmailing everybody else and he comes in. Uh, I thought his uh, accent was really weird. It would like switch from <laughs> kind of southern to yeah. maybe eastern European. I was just not sure if that was part of, that was supposed to be some sort of thing where he's just faking who he is so he doesn't even can't even stick to an accent or maybe he just really didn't know how to I, it was a little weird I didn't find any rhyme or reason to that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say there's a lot of little things like that that kind of could have been better but then again in the whole context of the movie I mean I kept look I kept overlooking those things thinking well it's because it's a board game made to a movie so therefore uh, that might have been purposeful Mm-hmm. It's really a board game, so don't look too hard into it as a movie, right. if that makes sense. Because you're really, I kept going back to, well, you're supposed to be figuring out the clues. You're supposed to be trying to solve it. Don't worry about the acting because you're supposed to be solving it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get too far on that. I really uh, didn't lock in too much with my clue finding abilities or anything. I wasn't quite sure. But when it was wrapping up at the end, I mean, you could have told me anything happened. I'd be like, okay. Now, I do have to give him some credit as far as leaving it open-ended enough that it did leave you guessing because there wasn't really a lot of clues throughout going, yeah, because some of these movies, you know, they'll basically do everything but put a sign under them going, this is him, this is who did it, and all that. Mm-hmm. So they left that pretty well open-ended. So i got to give him credit on that, that there wasn't a lot of, oh, it was this person or it was this person throughout. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, because I, I, again, I was looking at it as a board game where you tried to solve it, but just in the movie form. Right. And the yeah. three possible endings, all of them, I felt like they kept shrouded right up until the very end. Yes. Even when the butler was kind of walking through it, I was like, I don't even know where in the hell he's going with these. Yeah, that, that's what got me. Yeah, you know, I, just... I don't know, because he kept saying, well, who wasn't with us? But he wouldn't say it. I was like, I don't remember seeing because the, the film jumped back and forth so quick. Right. I don't know who was there and who wasn't there. Right. They did like close, tight shots. Well, and they do so many sh- scenes with everybody together that you would just assume that everybody was together the entire time except for the the cook in the kitchen that she died. I mean, you know, when the bodies start piling up, okay, these were people that were left alone, so it makes sense that they died, but every, it makes you feel like, oh, no, it can't be this one because everybody's been together until they actually split up. Yeah. Well, and they did the the power off or turning the lights off here and there. Yeah. And that's like, they would turn the power off and it'd be completely dark. But then in the ending scenario, one of them was the power is off. So she, the one lady, ran through one of the secret passageways over to here and then hit somebody, hit the policeman in the back of the head and drag him into the toilet. You know, and I was just like, it was dark. You couldn't see anything. But yet, they could somehow see. Yeah, for first time being in that mansion she was able to maneuver around and not trip or fall or mm-hmm. did the cop get killed yes yeah okay. 
Yeah, the cop, the singing telegram girl, the cook, Mr. Body, and there's that motorist that broke down coming to use the phones. All all those folks all died. Yeah, met their demise. Yeah. Yeah, the poor. So the singing telegram lady was a go go. The guitar lead guitarist for the Go Go's. Really? Yeah, that was her first film appearance. Really? All of like three seconds. Yeah, three seconds. <laughs> she shot. Yep. Yeah, and when she played in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, she was actually Joan of Arc. Really? Yes. Huh. Did not know that. Yeah, when I seen she was in Bill and Ted's, I thought, I gotta see what she played in. And I thought, well, she's probably some kind of backup role. I know she actually played Joan of Arc in that one. Was Wadsworth a character in the board game, the original board game? I'm, he, like, I'm going to assume, well, I'm, I think there's a butler. Let me look it up here. Board game. You know, I don't know. I don't remember. Hmm. Good question. Well, while Joe looks that up, so Justin, being of the younger generation here, did it bother you that, like, the old school pistol, the revolver that, you know, and the old school sound effects? Uh, did any of that play into your ability to watch it? I know it no, wasn't enough it, explosions yeah. for Joe, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no major shootouts or anything. Uh, overall, I thought, you know, just the the picture quality and everything was just... So so wasn't exactly pretty to look at the color scheme and yeah, but uh, no, I didn't notice anything about the sound effects that bothered me. It's more just some of the acting here and there and the the general look of it. That was uh, not quite as polished as more recent movies. Yeah, I thought it was funny where the butler was dragging him around at the end, walking through, and we just run, you know, and that was part of. Um, the screenwriter's, you know, John Landis's deal. He wanted them to have clipped lines uh, to portray somewhat of the board games because all the lines were like clipped and quick. You know, everything was quick and fast. You know, sprinting from room to room. You know, no lollygagging. Just run there, drag somebody here. And I thought the butler did a really good job. Wadsworth did a really good job of that with the characters. Like he would grab them and spin them around. He'd go kick her legs out from under him. You know, you're down. This is where you got killed. You know. Like he took the one guy. I don't know. Did you guys notice when he took uh, the one gentleman with the glasses and he scruffed him around the neck and said, he dies and he stuffs him in the restroom and he comes out with a flush and washing his hands with a towel and hands it to the butler? I didn't see that. No, I didn't see that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he shoved him in there and said, and then he shoved him in here. And then, uh, you know, the guy comes out. You hear the t toilet flush and then he wipes his hands on a towel and hands it to the butler as he comes out. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. This movie could just be a, a grand slam with, with Mel Brooks' magic on it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah, because there, there was some physical comedy that hit the mark and others that kind of missed a little bit. Yeah. And, and some of it was, was missed terribly. Like, it wasn't even close to being... One, at one point, uh, Colonel Mustard just, like, opens this cabinet and an uh, ironing board just... Like hits him in the head, and it's some, something pretty simple, but I thought it was kind of funny at the time. But so, then other stuff, yeah, so, some of the other stuff had me uh, not okay, so amused. Okay, now here's one gotcha that I caught. So, 
Supposedly, uh, Wadsworth locks the door and doesn't let anybody leave. Yep, but at the end of the movie, when the singing telegram girl shows up, the door just opens right up and everybody's standing there looking at her. It's like, now time out. If the door was it op- locked, Yeah, it opened up for everybody. Yeah. The policeman with the Jesus flyer, you know, pretending to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the door just opens. Yeah, it's like, time out. Now, that door was supposed to be locked and they, there was no way, used, reason to escape, but yet... Everybody from the outside can just come on in. Yeah. Yeah, at one point he had it in his little, like, vest pocket. He was carrying it around. Yeah. But then there's the key to that cabinet, too, with the weapons. Yeah. Um, So, now, now which key did he throw out? Was it the key to the front door that he opened the door and and just throws it out? I think he pretended to throw it as well. Yeah, and my thoughts are, okay, if the door's open, just push him out of the way and leave and just never look back. (laughs) Yeah. And that's at one point in the movie he said that he threw a fake key out and tucked one key hit the real key in his vest. Mm, yeah. And then one of the ladies stole the key from him while the lights were out and that's how everything happened. That's how everything unfolded. So it all came down to the butler Wadsworth. I mean he was kind of masterminding this whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Wadsworth was not an original character. Right. The original characters were Mr. Body, Colonel Mustard, Mrs. White, Professor Plum, and Mrs. Peacock. Mr. Green and Miss Scarlet. And then uh, in 2008, Hasbro updated the board game and changed uh, the character names to give him more modern persons, but basically the same thing. Instead of Mr. or Colonel Mustard, it's Jack Mustard or Ms. Plum's not, or Mr. Plum's Victor Plum. Yeah. But the same concept. Yeah. Well, seeing uh, <clears throat> you know, the guy from Back to the Future, what's his name? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, yeah. I thought, okay, this, he could be pretty entertaining. He's probably my least favorite character, though. I didn't think he had much, a whole lot to offer. Yeah, he, his weird look didn't come over here. I mean, it's kind of the look he pulls off in Back to the Future, which made it successful. But right. here, it was just fell flat. Didn't seem like he was having a great time. Yeah, he just kind of he had that energy. one look, and that was it. Yeah, almost. Uh, let's get through this. Give me my yeah. paycheck, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll call it a day. Yeah. Oh, which surprised me because I like him in a lot of stuff, especially Back to the Future. I thought he hit home runs. Right, him and that compared to this just seemed like two yeah. Times. Yeah. Now, energies that he brought. Is... Now, I found this interesting about his character. You know, he indicates at dinner that he works for the World Health Organization, which is part of the United Nations Organization. Mm-hmm. So that means he works for you know who. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I completely missed. Yeah, yeah. You know who. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's turned into a cult classic. They've had some spots on, like, the TV series Psych. And uh, did some Comic-Con stuff. Uh, you know, they do some uh, Broadway stuff and art house theater stuff. Yeah, I wonder how it would be in a theater setting. That might be yeah. a better. Yeah, because it would be fun because you could jump back and forth in the acts and do a little bit mm-hmm. more with it. Where movies, you got to continuously roll and I think link them up better, transition better. But in theater, you don't have to do that necessarily. Yeah. You have a little more leeway. Yeah, so I, I could see it definitely being a better theater work than a movie work. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I had a hard time watching it. I got I split it up over a couple of days. Yeah, it wasn't. I watched it in one setting, but it wasn't a. I can see why people considered a cult classic, but I can also see why it didn't take off. On yeah, that. I mean, it has its own nuances. Yeah. But I agree with you, Justin. Christopher Lloyd was by far the worst actor in the deal. Yeah, for in for, my opinion, for him being a, as well uh, renowned actor as he is, yeah. this one isn't one to hang his hat on. Maybe he didn't get paid enough. He was just salty about it the whole time. Like, <laughs> Maybe something. something was going on, but like Tim Curry as Wadworth, I thought he carried it. Right. Yes. Yeah. If, yes. They, if he hadn't have done the job he did, mm-hmm. it'd have been a whole different story. Yep. You know, and. Even even like the maid with Colleen Camp. She was the bombshell, but I, she did an okay job. Nothing outstanding. Right. You know, and then she uh, had some sort of accent. Didn't yeah. Sp- spoken broken English. I think Mark Maul did a pretty good job as well. Who's that? Uh Colonel Mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some funny lines, I thought. Yeah. It was weird though, because they all spent a considerable amount of time just standing around. Yeah. While they kind of had the dialogue. And that's what I think. Christopher Lloyd, you're right, Justin. He just didn't look engaged. And I think uh, Colonel Mustard didn't look engaged some of the time, but not terribly. Not as bad as... Not as bad. Not yeah. not necessarily noticeable. Right. Miss um, Peacock, she was just always kind of freaking out about stuff. Yeah, I mean, her main line was a scream. Yeah. <laughs> or, and looking down on people. But yeah. Though she has just as much dirt as everyone else. But she yeah. is in yeah, denial. I, I think she's uh, better... Yeah, I thought uh, Mr. Body, not my favorite character. It's good to see him get knocked. Out yeah, it, it, yeah, out. yeah. I think the movie kind of actually picked up once they outed him right at the beginning. It once they finally bounced him out, it seemed to pick up a little better pace. Yeah, and I, it just didn't seem to make much sense until that happened, because they sat down for dinner and had weird conversation that you would know would never happen in real life. Well, and their dinner choices, too. The the meal choice was just completely weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was but, just weird. I mean, who would walk into that situation and not immediately start conversations to start feeling other people out? And then, you know, the one lady, Miss Peacock's like, well, I guess I'll be the one, to, you know. But I'm like, that had happened way before sitting down for a meal. There was a bit of a gag with, like, sipping soup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I was like, oh. <laughs> that kind of set the tone for what kind of movie this is going to be. <laughs> I was like, man, really? Well, and Mr. Body, the, there's a, the lights went out, and then they turned it back on, and he was dead. Everyone was in the room. Was that how that went? Yeah. Yeah, the right. gunshot goes off, and they think he's dead. But the gunshot missed him, maybe? Yeah. Hit the wall. And... The funny part was the psychiatrist was checking his vitals, which is, uh, I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm pretty sure they're not schooled in, like, physical medicine. Right, right. But, anyway. <laughs> and then they were all upset that he made a mistake. I'm like, really? Professor Plum. Yeah. yeah, and then the cook, she gets stabbed. Yeah, what the heck is that all about? Cook's just minding her own business. Gets stabbed. Uh, she must have seen something she shouldn't She's have. She's got to go. Yep. Oh, man. That that actually surprised me because, like I said, I was like, why why would we draw the cook into this? But I mean, they tied it together at the end. But right. at the time, I was like, huh, just killing people to kill them. Yeah, because that's why I first thought I was like, well, now you're just 
stacking bodies oh, yeah, just for the, bragging rights, basically. And the telegram drug. But that, that was one of the highlights was the fact that the actual mystery part of it was hard to figure out. Yes. Like, I didn't I, even come I, close to no. any of those scenarios. No. And, well, about halfway through, they was doing so, such a good job as not even throwing any hints to who it was. It's like, I'm just going to sit and enjoy it. I don't care. I'm not even going <laughs> to try to figure it out. I'm just going to try to just watch and, and see. I fought my way through this much of it, so I might as well just relax and try to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah, and at the end, I mean, this was essentially some sort of, like, sting operation to yeah. set people up for murder and, yeah. and arrest them. Yeah. Doesn't seem very ethical. I know. We're going to wait until six people are dead. <laughs> then we're going to try to solve it for real. <laughs> the chief comes in. <sighs> but I like how they pretty much summarized the reason why everybody was there. Everybody had a dark secret in their personal life as the reason they was being there. It wasn't just sheer coincidence that these people were there. There was actually a reason mm-hmm. why they was there. And uh, I want to be a smart aleck and say that reason is to pull off a maybe whew, a rough movie of a board a game. Me- mediocre film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't even know why they were there. <laughs> well, obviously Christopher Christopher Lloyd didn't. <laughs> yeah. That poor fella. He was sleep deprived or something. <laughs> on set. He's like, I went from... Which one came out first, I wonder, Back to the Future? Uh, I think this one came out first. Yeah, because I think Back to the Future is 88. A little bit younger, but it could just be... Yeah, movie, yeah. Uh, No, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. It came out in 85 as well, so let me see... Really? Which came first. I mean, they had, like, Madonna was trying to get one of the parts, and Carrie Fisher... Which is ironic. I read that Carrie Fisher went into rehab, and then the lady that got the part came out of rehab. They just kind of traded places, essentially. Yeah, and I saw where Yvette, the maid, to get her part, she just walked in in, a maid. I, in, in the maid uniform, and that pretty much just said, yep, you've got it. Because yep. wasn't she the one that they were trying to get for Madonna? Yeah, that's the Madonna one. Everybody kind of wanted that role. Demi Moore. So, okay, Back to the Future hit theaters on July 3rd, 1985. Clue came out in December 13th of 1985. So this was after them? Yes. Boy, he really skunked it up. Well, this is another Shawshank Redemption to Howard the Duck transition. Yeah, maybe he, uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say for him, poor fellow. (laughs) <laughs> anyway jeez so lots of little fun tidbits um, they had another ending where Tim Curry the butler Wadworth committed all the murders that actually so they had a book Paramount Pictures Presents Clue the storybook that had some additional information in it uh, the game of course is popular in North America it goes by Clue in England, where musician Anthony Pratt invented the game in 1944, it's called Cluedo, pronounced Cluedo, meaning clue, and the Latin term Ludo, meaning play. 
So I played Clues. Okay, so that makes sense because when I was looking up the characters, one of the websites referred to as Cluedo. I was like, now wait a minute, that can't be right. There's something. <laughs> so that makes sense then what Yeah, it's the is. European version. And he originally wanted to call it Murder. But they changed Oh, yeah, that would have flew off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Considering back in, night, in the 80s, yeah, that would have really flew off the shelves. Now, they had another board game turned film and it was called Battleship from 2012. Yes. Also a flop. Yeah. Yeah. Video games and board games are a hard thing to Yeah. to convert. Okay, so Justin, we was talking about Super Mario Brothers. I would say comic books are hard to convert as well. I I I how did that? Uh I counter out with Spider-Man. No, I think the worst comic book movie ever made was any of the Hulk movies. And I love the Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Those. Movies, yeah. Okay, so apparently they're redoing the Super Mario Brothers movie supposed to release next year. Oh, jeez. The no. first one wasn't bad enough they got to try to redo it? Yeah. Okay, so here's how bad this one is. The original, uh, released in 1993 on Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter is 24%. Audience score, 29%. <laughs> so I think... This I mean yeah this to my list. Let's room. just see if we can lower the bar. Yeah, room, the there's so much room for improvement. Why not? <laughs> right? Is that is that what we're going for? No, I'm thinking. Let's see if I can lower the bar even lower than Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Down into the middle of the earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just see how we, how far how much further we can dig this hole. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let me run down to ending real quick. See if this jogs your guys's memory. Okay. For me, I totally didn't remember some of this stuff. Professor. Plum, this is the real ending at the very end, murders Mr. Body, Mrs. Peacock kills the cook, Colonel Mustard kills the motorist because he was his driver during the war and knew he was a war profiteer. I remember that part now. Yeah. Miss Scarlet kills the cop because she's been bribing him to let her keep running the brothel. Mrs. White kills Yvette because she had an affair with her husband. Wadsworth kills the singing telegram girl who had an affair with Professor Plum, Plum because she's one more informant. And then at the very end, Wadsworth gets shot, which I kind of forgot. But Mr. Green shoots Wadsworth. Do you remember that book? Yeah, because he's, he's a federal agent. Yeah. Right. So that's all he I'm sharp saying. shoots him. Yeah. Shoots a gun out of his hand and ricochets it into his So do you have the other chest. two endings? Were you able to find those? Yeah, they're here as well. So that way people can hear all three endings. Yeah, that's what people need. <laughs> <laughs> this will keep them, uh, keep, keep, them you listening. keep you entertained. Yeah, on the edge of your seat. You uh, the fall. other ones aren't quite in. It's you know, I kind of relate that to like, here's some cough medicine, and I'll take two more swigs. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what? What happened in the first one? Time out, you got a sharpshooter. A guy, guy could have prevented all six murders, but just didn't. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, yeah, it says uh, the one lady killed the cook because she used to be her cook. Mrs. Yeah. Peacock. Okay. Yeah. That's the reason to murder someone. Yeah. She used to be her cook. So so based on that logic, Dave, you know, you're you're always against people doing drugs, but this is one of those do drugs and watch this movie might actually make sense. <sighs> I mean, you might have to do something serious like drop some LSD to get some sense out of this world. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong. This is not a Howard the Duck level, but it's... I was going to say, just based off... I don't care if I ever even see like anything related to this movie again. 
I don't I don't need any reminder that I watched this. So if Justin and I get like the find online that there's a movie edition of the Clue board game, you wouldn't want to come in your office one day and find it sitting on your desk. Not a chance. <laughs> well, Justin, there goes our Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely not a rewatch for me. No, I'm not gonna rewatch it anytime soon. Not horrible, but definitely not worth a rewatch. I, and it's like we were talking about the movie Airplane earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe, you you've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah, and Justin has not, and we you were telling him about it. You know, th- those have like iconic classic bits to it. You know, jokes where Clue kind of just replays old ones that aren't that funny. To begin with, maybe. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, like an airplane, we're like, eh, Shirley, and they're like, uh, don't call me Shirley. You know, it's one of those things that it's kind of timeless. Yeah. But I, I don't recall a single joke and clue that was in, in that category of a timeless joke. You know, like opening the door and the ironing board hitting him in the head. Yeah. I mean, that's Three Stooges type comedy. Yeah. But you got to be a Three Stooges to pull that off. Uh, the funny part to me now is that you're laughing about it, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you found it funny? Well, I mean, compared to everything else, yeah. It's like <laughs> a little bit of a ray of sunshine that came through for a second. So comparatively, <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> my funk. Yeah. yeah, most stuff was eye rolling stuff, though. Yeah. For the most part. I thought they played in the whole cleavage gag a little bit too much. I mean, oh, gosh. The, like the guys were like. Staring, yeah, crazy and <laughs> drooling, basically. That's what I mean. And they have a running back and forth in the uh, inner dress, and and then the maid, of course, is playing it up. I'm like, ah, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, gentlemen. The Clue movie poster, eleven by seventeen, nine ninety eight plus free shipping on eBay right now. So, how many do you want? Hmm. <laughs> it is a. Uh... Uh, you know, there are days when I wish they could pick up the look I'm giving you, Joe, just because. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah, if looks could kill, I, I, I would be uh, knocking on death's door right now just by the look they. I'm just me. saying, if you order a movie poster of Clue and will come by and steal it the day it's delivered and just throw it away for you. <laughs> so that would be nine 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 thrown away. Yeah, because I think I could have got a Howard the Duck one for five bucks. Oh, so that's geez. a much better deal. Ugh. <laughs> So do you think Madonna, Demi Moore, or Jennifer Jason Lee would have made uh, um, Yvette the maid better? I don't think so. I mean, those are big names. Oh, I know. Other than giving the movie a little more credibility, that's the only thing I see bringing to the table. Yeah, I agree. Although I do have to admit, Madonna was pretty good in Dick Tracy. I haven't seen that one. You have not seen that one? Wow. No. Now that that one is a good one. That was back in the nineties. Here's what I'm pleased about. Justin's next pick is a home run. Yes, so do we wanna We were discussing it before this show and Yeah, folks wanna I'm excited, but I'm ready to to get past Clue and get on to the next one. Ford versus Ferrari for those that wanna yeah. watch ahead of time and follow along with us. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I have not seen Yeah, it's Ford been a while Ferrari. since uh had some a Matt Damon flick. I saw The Martian. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Oh was yeah, yeah. The so, Martian was really good. And yeah, he's just he's just able to carry a movie. He's totally he's, on his shoulders. I tell you, yeah, he's got to be one of the iconic actors of our time. Yeah, crazy. 
he started out doing some behind the scenes and then hit a home run with good wheel hunting and then it's just been carrying it yeah good wheel hunting for me is like uh, a mop bucket movie that's one of my favorites oh yeah easily yeah you got to see that one sometime joe and what one is it good wheel hunting with uh robin williams robin williams ben okay, affleck yeah, casey a... affleck I love Robin Williams. Uh, <clears throat> Robin Williams plays a completely different character, and he's a psychiatrist. Now it's knock your socks off. Good. Now, the one movie because okay, I've always heard good things about. I good can't believe movie. you haven't seen it. I know, me too. Uh, the one, the only movie I've been disappointed so far, Robin Williams is is Dead Poet Society. What? Dead what? And, and, and let me give you a little backstory. So what? So in high school there was. One of those, one semesters they had where and Justin now you probably remember this where like if you had a high enough grade in the class you didn't have to take your finals so they would do like movies during finals week like if you're if you didn't have to take the final in that class you'd go to the auditorium and yeah. watch a movie well they had a stack of movies and they said and they was going through there and they said now now uh, Dead Poet Society stars Robin Williams and it's great if you love Mrs. Doubtfire you'll love Dead Poet Society oh no not even close to Mrs. Doubtfire so yes I was all excited I was like yeah let's do that and turn it on it's like because I had hopes of being it's a serious movie it's a drama it's like it had nothing to do it wasn't even relatively close to being as as comical as as Mrs. Doubtfire no it's it's not a funny movie at all this is garbage this is Phil this is no it has uh, Ethan Hawke in it who did a great job but so, he was young. So that's why I've had to stink on Dead Poets Society all these years. It's just like I was ruined on it because I was... Misled. Yeah, yeah I was... I led the water and then told it with prune juice. <laughs> but, yeah, but Dead Poets Society. Oh, man, what a movie. Now, have you, did you guys ever see One Hour Photo? Yeah. Love I think it. so. I think so. Now, that is one of those... That is completely out of yeah. Robin Williams' wheelhouse, but it still knocked it out of the park. Yeah, pulled it off. Well, I think as we can see by his life and uh, his suicide, he's, you know, he could go to dark places. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we we lost a lot of magic there. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Kind of a shame, but, but yeah, Dead Poets Society, home run, my gosh. All right, anyway, back to this slop bucket. <laughs> 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 yeah, I gotta go burn on this one. I can't, I can't quite bring myself to go small. But there are a couple kernels that aren't charred in there. But I gotta go burn. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, it's not Howard the Duck. So I mean, I, I mean, just for the neat factor and the nostalgia type deal, maybe a small. But because I don't mind silly, that's fine. But it, to me, it didn't. It missed the mark too much in order for me to have a good time with it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe not fully burnt for me, like between small and burnt. Because it's not Howard the Duck. <laughs> I mean, they other than Christopher Lloyd, I felt like they did put in some effort. And, really, and you know, I'm going to go with small because Wadsworth, Wadsworth pulled his weight. Fair enough. You know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Man, what a tough deal. Yeah, I could almost go small, but I'm going to stick with Yeah, that. I'm going with small. Joe? I changed my mind. I'm going to go with small. Was I entertained? Yes. Could I have been entertained more? Absolutely. <laughs> Was it like, this is garbage, what I, and I suffered through 
all of it, not really. I mean, there was a couple times it's like, okay, am I getting close to the end? But, but I mean, it wasn't like this is Phil. You know, I wasn't like trying to pull my eyes out of my sockets because I had to sit right. and suffer through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with small. Okay. I, and I can see that because they they did have some explosions for you, Joe. <laughs> a couple of gunshots, you know, some action with the murder, a little bit of running around. <laughs> The house was really neat. I really like the the house and the yeah, kind of how it was decorated out and Did how they build parts of that. Or oh, I'm sure because yeah. it, yeah. it matched the board game. The the entire house was a set except for the ballroom. Oh, wow. The ballroom itself was actually shot on location at a mansion in Pasadena, California. And the one thing I did not like was they kept shooting the chandeliers and they would mysteriously had rope that come untangled and broke. <laughs> I was like, really? Like a suspenseful moment. That no, no, yeah, just, yeah. I'm I'm telling you guys, Mel Brooks needs to pick this movie up, and it will be a movie. It might take more magic than what Mel Brooks has. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be a toss up. The way the way he. I'm not willing to watch a second clue to find out. Okay, so even if Mel Brooks took over, I would not care. Really? That's why I almost burnt. I would. I'm, I'm holding out hope that Mel Brooks finds this and just picks it up and, done, and, and polishes up. And I've seen and heard enough. Holy smokes! It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. I, you know, and I got to say, I'm, I'm excited to get on the Ford versus Ferrari. Really excited. Yeah, I'm big fans of uh, yeah, both those the main actors. Uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale. Yep. Yeah. 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 Then the, the sub-characters do a great job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You guys, have you guys seen... Joe, have you seen it before? Well, Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah. No. And then... Nope. Neither one of you. Okay, so I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. I'm excited for you. Yeah. So let don't let me influence you, though. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm not afraid to give it a burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a burn out of that, so I'm feeling... Uh, believe me, but, uh, this was a well-justified burnt. Don't, don't, let me, <laughs> don't let me try to talk you out of it. I mean, I was close. I just I feel I feel a little guilty because I did enjoy, you know, Wadsworth. And I did enjoy him jerking people around as slapstick silly as it was. Uh-huh. And, I, and I think part of the, my going with the small is because of the nostalgia to the board game. Yeah. I did like the board game. And this kind of, you know, the shortcuts. They attempted it. They didn't. Yeah, the hidden passageways that that was kind of like oh yeah you know and and having the different items the candlestick you know the wrench I was kind of like that's pretty cool so I could see the cult classic in it uh-huh. now the acting yeah so so yeah yeah and I mean you know and kind of like the stupid jokes they weren't like iconic stupid jokes so therefore that part fell really flat yeah, Dave just doesn't want to admit it but he was really entertained with the dog poop part. <laughs> Well, you know, that was kind of like a little clue in the beginning that I was like, oh, yeah, okay, not a butler. I think it might have helped if I had played a lot of Clue and was really into that game. That might make it. I think it would have. Make it a little more of a connection. We're here for why it's a movie. You know, if we were doing cult classics as our kind of theme, it'd be a different deal. Then I'd be like, yeah, this is one of those that's a cult classic, and yeah, therefore it gets a better rating. But we're reviewing movies. Yeah. And as a movie, this one's in a pooper. <laughs> so, so to the bargain bin it goes is what you're saying, Dave? I don't. You just throw it away. <laughs> I mean, if you were a big Clue player, you know, if you have fond memories of Clue back in your day, right? 
you're like, yeah, I love that game to death, then yeah, watch it. It's worth one watch. It'll bring back a little bit of that nostalgia. Mm -hmm. But if you're watching it as a movie to watch and be entertained, then no, don't watch it. Don't waste your time. (laughs) You heard it here first. Yeah, so only watch it if you're trying to get back a little bit of the clue nostalgia. So that's how it earned its way into a small frame. I will say I'm shocked because I was not surprised with Justin's Burnt. Yeah, just the way I, just the way we've talked. Oh yeah, I'm actually surprised, Dave, that you actually gave it a small. Cause I figured just the way the way you reacted as soon as we started the show started, I was like, "Yep, definite Burke popcorn." I was still at the beginning. I was unsure where Justin fell on the on the mark, but I was like, "Yeah, Dave's definite Burke popcorn." So both you guys surprised me. So I'm I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I, you know, and again, mine's based off of nostalgia, so different. It's not unwatchable, I will say that. Yeah, yeah, it's not like as painful as Howard the Duck. (laughs) Jennifer Jason Lee, oh, and Howard the Duck and Tim Robbins, holy cow. Yeah, Leah Thompson just... Or Leah Thompson, that's what I meant, yeah. 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 Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't that bad. That's why it escaped a burnt, because it wasn't that bad. So, okay, so now, since I went off of Bobby's list... Yeah. Bobby's fired. Okay. So, Bobby, you heard it here first. You're fired, buddy. I'm sorry. So, I was going to say now, just because I'm using Bobby as my scapegoat, does that ban me from any further picks? Or No, no. Okay. You know. okay. You got to have some burnts in order to see the, you know, the mops. Enjoy the good ones? Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this coming week, especially since you two haven't seen it, which makes it really hard for me because I want to talk about it now. Right. Because I have seen it, but, uh, man, I got to wait. So, I'll wait. <laughs> okay. Well, we've uh, let's see where we're at here. Yeah, we're at you know fifty three minutes. Not bad. I can't believe we squeaked an hour out of Clue, but it is a mystery. Well, now we did squeak an hour out of Howard the Duck, but I think forty five oh, was huge as breaking it. it over the coals. Yeah. Which so. in my which my opinion, I think that was our most entertaining episode. If anybody actually goes back and listens to that, you don't have to watch a movie. Just sit and listen. Dave just rake me over the coals for forty five minutes. I guaranteed you will be entertained. Oh, you deserved it. (laughs) I'm just going to say here, I I have yet to pick a bad movie by you two clowns. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Now, time out. You picked Mad Max, too, so I'm putting that one. That's not true. I just said if we are going to watch Mad Max, we might as well watch the best one. So, see, you're still not taking the full blame on that. I I owned up to Howard the Duck. That was definitely 100% you. But... I followed up with Mad Max because we had to see the good Mad Max. But, oh, yeah, that was the good Mad Max? Out of the Mad Maxes, yes. So, yeah, so Justin leads us down the path of Mad Max, and then Dave goes, yeah, let's just yeah, hit the gas and know, keep going further. It has you're going to watch one, you, uh, the one. It has to be that one. That's like a gunshot wound, Dave. Yeah, you got shot once, so, let's get, so you had to get shot again. Maybe that'll heal. <laughs> Maybe. It doesn't make sense. Oh, in my world, it does. <laughs> Any new updates on our listeners out there? We still got our Australian listeners. Yeah, uh, let me pull up. Oh, our... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Joe, and we got to go. You got to go over all our stuff, so you can tie yeah, that all together there as you get through and look at our. Mike, uh, how much money we're raking in? Yeah. <laughs> Last time, I, we yeah, talked, oodles was, and oodles of cents here, guys. Yeah. We're uh, our our budget for replacing any items in the studio here, or anything along those lines, is like a whole nickel. Let's put it this way. In six months, we'll be able to buy a movie out of the bargain bin. All right. Really? Yeah. I'm impressed. Six months, I yeah. figured it'd be longer than six months. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so our listeners, yeah, we still have to our loyal Australia uh, listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, and we're actually getting listeners out of the Czech Republic as well. So shout out to our fans in the Czech Republic as well. So neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're rocking it. Yeah, I can find out. So in the New South Wales part of Australia. So shout out to you guys. And how do you guys feel about? Movies with subtitles in different languages. Hate them, love them, indifferent. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. Okay. I'm a good reader. Right. Now, hold on. Are the subtitles in English? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> really good point. If I got to read lips and try to ignore, you know, subtitles I can't read, then yeah, we might have yeah. problems. Because <laughs> I can just see just going down this path of just sitting back and laughing, like oh, I got the guys on this one. They have no idea. <laughs> That'd be a good gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Complete blindside, had no idea it's coming. People speaking in German and J- Japanese uh, subtitles? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Uh, well, Joe, if anybody had any questions or anything, or, I mean, assuming they're listening to our podcast, they want to check out our website and stuff, how do they get there? Yeah, check out our website at beentherewatchthat.com and send us your suggestions or comments <laughs> or questions. Uh, Please help Joe out with his list. Please. <laughs> so be sure to send us all, all your movie requests or your thoughts on the movie. Did we hit the mark on Clue or did was we completely off and just completely oblivious to the nostalgia and great classic that, that uh, many people claim Clue is? Uh, so check us out on beentherewatchthat.com. Follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at BTWTPod for all that. And the podcast is hosted by Anchor.fm. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, it has been an hour. Yeah, we've covered Clue. I feel like I played the board game, except had a worse experience because somebody (laughs) was cheating. I don't know. Anyway, Justin, roll this on out of here, buddy. All righty. Next week, Ford versus Ferrari. So check that out. Follow along. Dave's pumped. He's ready ready to watch that one again. It'll be the first time for me, but I'm looking forward to it because uh, I'm a Matt Damon fan and Christian Bale as well, so I'm probably watch that uh, tonight. Yeah, nice. We'll be back. Excellent day. You'll be better off for it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold out skepticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's no Howard to duck. I'll just say that. Okay. Uh-huh. Is there any explosions? Yes. Okay, then we're so, good. You know, it's about racing cars, so you know. Cars flipping. Over. Gotta tear some stuff up. What kind of legitimate car movie would it be? Okay. Yeah. All right. Been there, watch that. Yeah. If you have time, give us a five star review if you're enjoying it, and that'll help us help with the algorithm and get us uh, get more the podcasts and polls. get more more listeners, more viewers. And to all of our listeners, we thank you guys very much for your support. Yeah, and give yeah. some feedback. We don't get enough feedback in these things. Yeah, so across the board, like you know, and usually if you do, it's negative. But you know, some feedback would be good. Yeah, yeah, and enlighten Dave on how some of these that Howard the Duck is not really all that bad. Maybe we don't want that much feedback. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. That wraps it up. We'll see you next week. <laughs>